American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast listeners, the Reject Nation, thanks for listening. Keep listening because we're going to talk about the finale of She-Hulk with Coy John. Let's get to it. Coy leans. John stays far over there. I'm usually like, John, get back in frame. Coy, leave me. Oh, I can't move Coy. He's this immovable object because of his arms. This is the first intro I am interacting with them with body language, <laughs> and this is for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear us interacting? You can podcast hear the listeners. whooshing. Yeah, it's perfect. Right. Let's get to it. That was a great episode. That was wild. As mad as the comics get. They did it. <laughs> like, say the Hulk for the movie. We had a little back and forth that they might bring Scar in, and I was like, they had a and, Fast and the Furious and, barbecue, and, man. They did it. <laughs> they brought him in. They did. That was an incredible ending. I'm so much happier with this show. Now, if they do a season two, they got to keep it more like that. I mean, Marvel's good at learning lessons, I think, and pivoting. It's just like didn't even build up the meta ness. It's just sort of like she literally went through the frame. Meta, that boom, <laughs> and we got Daredevil again. This did actually move up an entire slot in my like experience of it. Really in an era of peak TV. <laughs> Wongers. Shared fridge? We're kind of all one with everything. Then. What about Wi-Fi? Yeah, Wi-Fi. <sighs> <laughs> That's a callback. Huh. Wowza. 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 Wowzers. All right. We got to talk about that shit. My God. They did a lot. All right, guys. That was um, that was the... I don't think they could beat the... Uh, does that beat the Daredevil episode? What do you guys think? I don't think it beats the Daredevil episode for me. Nothing can beat the Daredevil episode. I don't even Nothing. care how great this episode is. I don't know was. why it you even brought it up. It can objectively be the better episode. Nothing and it will never can. be the better episode. Even if Daredevil's in it. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I do think that it is, uh, to me, the second best finale of any of the Marvel shows. Like, it was really impressive. We're going to have Koi do a ranking for Koi's Comic Corner of uh, ranking the Marvel Disney Plus shows. Oh. But, um, yeah, we got to talk immediately about these uh, these ending moments here because... I, it was it was such an interesting experience because when in, with the intelligentsia sequence when we were there I was like okay this is fine like before this episode started and we saw the runtime we were like there's bot- no way <laughs> they're gonna oh, botch this man. they're gonna botch this it's too short <laughs> too short and I love that everything I was bothered by this entire season they just acknowledged fully. yeah like that elevated this into a whole show because when they're at the intelligentsia part and then every the whole catastrophe of things start happening. Where you know Todd's revealing himself, abominations there. Hulk, Hulk shows up. Titania shows up. I was even though Jen was acknowledging to the audience, you know, like this is crazy, this is messy. Is this what we wanted? My mind was like, 
Just because you're acknowledging it, is, does that mean... Doesn't make it not Does that bad? mean it's good now yeah. because you're yeah. acknowledging it? And then they went the, the next extra step with Breaking Meta. Like, that was more meta than, than Deadpool, you know, in, in so many ways with walking through the Disney lot, going through the menu of the Disney, Disney Plus, Plus menu. It's like, this is, this is like... When you stand in line for an attraction at a theme park for like one of those Avengers rides, yeah, and that's and see, yeah. See, yeah. well, because they can only do this format through this show in this way, playing it on our TVs at home. Like that could yes. only exist like this. Yeah, just like in the comic book, when like you turn a panel and there's a surprise, like that only works for that medium. And I loved the way they handled it with going to the writers' room, making fun of every step of the way of how we've handled things so far. And then messing with us on Kevin Feige. And then even it works on such a meta level with turning Kevin into an AI. Into an entity of like what people <laughs> like. It's already sort of like what you imagine how the brain of Kevin Feige must actually work. But they were acknowledging like everything in that That moment. direct X-Men ask. The, the X-Men ask um, what people think about the Marvel finales. Like they've paid attention so much to the comments. The lack and, of sex in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up to, more Daredevil would be nice as well. And like here's how your finales of the Disney Plus shows tend to go. There's a formula. I I really respect it. I feel like some people might do, they'll do their think pieces and they'll do their video essays saying how they they went too far with the meta-ness because That's they're She-Hulk. But I, I think they I, I loved it. I thought they did such an excellent job. And then when they went back into the actual show itself and then had such a heartwarming ending with oh man, they even brought up too with, with Hulk of like we don't need to hear about Hulk. We don't need to hear about Hulk. We'll, we'll learn about that yeah, in the well, movie. This is like teasing that we're going to get another Hulk movie. And, you know? and doing a tease like that is so ingenious. Instead of an Easter egg, they're like, ah, yeah, you know it's coming. Like, that <laughs> yeah. is so much more fun. Clever. Super clever. And then having Daredevil sit down with them and, and teasing the possibility. Mm -hmm. Then having like an actual, maybe longer lasting romance than yeah. just a little fling. That's why Koi wanted to date again. I what, did fall in love with love again. <laughs> yeah. And Matt came back as he fell in love with love again, too. Yeah, and plus you demanded it. And I, I'm not mad at that. She made, she made it happen with the Kevin Feige AI machine. The Kevin Modoc parallel. That was, that was so good. Genius. Oh, my God. I want to see her and Deadpool work together now. Uh, and then, yeah. And, what's, and so the, now we have the post credit scene. What, what sense do you make of that? Uh, I feel like the post credit scene is, I think that Wong might be helping assemble the Thunderbolts and not realize it. I think there's going to be a certain, like... They're going to bring it back? He's going to be Thunderbolts officially? Ooh. I think he's I think he's going to be in the Thunderbolts. That's been, that's been the main theory. I mean, it makes sense, and he's been gathering people. Like, we've yes. seen Wong gathering people for, like, five movies. And so, then, like, is it going to be Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts? Right. Is it maybe he's gathering people to fight the Thunderbolts? Mm. Which side is Abomination going to be on? fascinating because i think that like there's going to be two sets of teams i think one's going to end up being a dark avenger or a young avenger and one's going to be the one that are called thunderbolts but i think the thunderbolts is going to be a bait and switch wherein those are all reformed characters if you look at the assemblage of team we got at d23 all of those people have been in therapy and like they're working on their stuff so what if the thunderbolt twist is they all think they're actually doing good and then they find out they're villains instead of us as the audience finding out these villains are here the, the the people we've identified as heroes or villains what if the characters think think they're doing right and they find out they've been doing things wrong mm. and that would be a switch on the concept of thunderbolts true, true. and that'd be a really that. fun way to do it like i, mean, I, I think i'm doing something right i'm doing this i'm doing this oh wait i'm working for the enemy i'm a thunderbolt I, and that subverts expectation for comic fans and viewers yeah look at this look at scar in a second what do you think john i think uh, about which part about the thunderbolts 
about the post credit scene or, or this the any no i mean quiet. my my only question then is if wong is uh you know organizing a team or whatever where does that leave characters like shang chi and katie and things like that who are confirmed to be like other avengers um and the power broker Dan the power broker. <laughs> Come Everyone's wondering where the power broker is. <laughs> Coming back at some point. Mephisto and the power broker. <laughs> Top two most requests. I mean, yeah, this seems like a, a shotgun blast of setups. I don't really know what to pin as like, that's definitely coming or not. I think it would be really interesting to see a movie that takes place in between the events of something else we already know. Like, we know if there is some kind of other Hulk movie that fills in this blank about how he finds Scar and brings him back. You know, he's obviously going to come back with him from that, you know, that we know that from you know, watching this. So I feel like it would be an interesting way to kind of see the timeline expand because I feel like there's a relatively linear way in which that has gone up until now with a couple notable exceptions. Whereas now I feel like you could almost draw from anywhere on the timeline and thus free yourself up that much more in light of something like this. I wish that we had to, that we got to see Bruce Banner and Daredevil inter interact with each other. I wish we actually got that because Sometimes they shoot these scenes in in uh, in the Marvel movies and stuff where they're not even in the same room and they don't yeah. even say who they're talking to. But she says that's my cousin to yeah. to uh, Charlie Cox. So I'm like, uh, so he. That's why I was like, oh, are they actually going to talk? Is to there going to be other? a moment where we're getting a Daredevil? Hulk? Yeah. But how great is it? Like we're this deep into Phase Four and now it's just people meeting again. Like we yeah. get all new meet cutes like yeah. in Phase One. Like there's all these new characters. I thought because when Scar's usually Scar can be like pretty. Uh, Scar was like a he's, big... He's intense. <laughs> yeah, and, and I always think of him as being like this monolith. Yeah, exactly. Not like all my angsty he's teenagers. He's like, hey, I'm the son of Hulk. He, he no. kind of had like <laughs> an I am Groot vibe. Yeah, like he, he had a teen Groot energy. He had such a such a childlike teenager quality. I want to see And a very that. silly haircut like a teenager. My first guess was Betty because I thought my now... I didn't. I thought they were... I thought because the show was saying we'll reserve everything for the Hulk movie. Oh, yeah, they were like, that we family, we'll get Betty. Yeah. yeah. I was like, because they're seeing relationships and shit. I just wanted someone to crack a Corona. We didn't. Who is playing Scar? God, that's like I'm trying to pinpoint the the, the face because it's such good CGI. It looks great. Mm. It does. I mean, the CGI in this episode definitely improved. They they gave him some time. Is it just Mark I Ruffalo also, again? I feel like it might be, be Mark so Ruffalo. Funny, just young Mark Ruffalo. I did enjoy the fact they gave us that Wakanda uh, sound cue, and they were like, "The artist went on to another mo uh, project already." Did you catch <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is that? It looks like it could just be Mark Ruffalo. He's I, handsome. I see. I'm sitting here going. I feel like I've seen that face. That face. Less it, green. Yeah. Now I can't peg it. I wonder right. if the credits say who played him. I wonder if they'd, they'd even write Scar, or if that would be like a leak. Uh, man. Yeah. I mean, we all thought it would be Scar from the. the I mean, we made that. Whole, you whole. and I made a video about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of people made videos about it. We can't be, we can't be the only ones. We're the only people who originated people the who concept of making a video about no, this. No one had the idea until, other until we YouTube? came along. <laughs> Wait, there are other comic book commentaries? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Good. I, don't I thought, so. I mean, that's the whole point. I think you're that's hallucinating. That's why people click here, Coy. You're okay. drunk. I don't want people to you're see seeing through. You're seeing triple, And they also, when they went to the, the metaverse, that it went... Uh, Trademark the, Facebook. Yeah, and they went into uh, they went into like an IMAX ratio for it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the frame expanding to be more realistic because you know you're watching this with frame, you don't notice it, and then when it expands, it feels larger than life. It feels like it's it's reaching out to you. They also use really interesting angles. So like in a comic book, a lot of times when you break the fourth wall, they've got to change the dynamic of the frame so it looks different. Yeah. I really liked that they were able to do that with extreme high and low shots, so it feels like a different dynamic of show. Does it feel, though, like a satisfying... I guess my question is, is the series as a whole, 
Other, despite how great those last two episodes are. First two, last two. Exceptional. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and five in the middle. <laughs> that's, my, that's my thing. Is like this, this, to me, improved the five in the middle because a lot of my issues were the writing and the thinness, and this acknowledged it, but in the same way that you acknowledge that her just saying something doesn't make me feel better about it, I don't know where I land on it because of that. Yeah, I feel like I weirdly felt like I want to go back and rewatch this because as much as they made all the jokes about it that I thought were really clever... I'm like, but does the character journey of Jen Walters truly click by the end? John, your thoughts? I would like to see this episode again and the season as a whole again. But yeah, I mean, I will never forget the experience of, of, of beholding this for the first time. I am so happy in this moment. I was overjoyed by the choices they were making. However, I'm curious on a rewatch how this will feel as, yeah, a complete story, a complete package. Because I could have watched this for 10 more minutes. I could have watched more of a lot of these scenes. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, yeah, she has her square off with Kevin and rewrites everything. And then we kind of snap to the conclusion from there. So it's really thrilling to watch this whole meta interlude go down. But I am also curious... Just to, to 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 note, yeah, after a rewatch or, or in a couple of days, how I'll feel kind of as a if this is a well-rounded episode or if it's just a very bold episode, you know? Yeah, because it's like the last two were so solid in the and what they were setting out to do that it yeah. felt like their the direction, the writing, the TLC on what they wanted to accomplish there was so spot on. But we were still before we were going to go this meta. We were still had a primary story we were aiming to tell and it's like does that is this is the core of that still truly captured because what was the what was Jen the accepting of, herself but was that struggle a real struggle that we had to I mean I think it? she had to accept herself as Jen and then she had to accept herself as Shielk then she had to accept yeah. if Jen and Shielk could coexist and that was kind of the it's kind of just like a like a, I wonder not really. A <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. This is the first show that, like, uh, most of the six-episode show, I want to be nine. And this one, I, I kind of would have been cool with it being, like, a tighter six. Like, sure, if sure. it was two, mm. two, and then, like, the five episodes in the middle were, like, the dating instead of necessarily the magic. Like, they could have just, like, you know, maybe, or even, like, 45-minute six episodes. Like, something about the way this felt, like, the, the length of it with the punchline. Yeah. Maybe that's my issue. Because it feels like a year ago, the journey began. Because you know how like Deadpool 2, as an example of a movie that goes super meta, yeah. still has a full character arc for, right. for Wilson in that movie. And how and then like even, uh, if you, you guys assume Deadpool 2, I don't need to recap the whole thing. <laughs> it, just, it does go all meta, and it's like post-credit scenes especially. But there is still a full journey that he goes on there that you can mm -hmm. really feel for. And by the end of this, as, as dazzled as I was by what they decided to go with, the last thing I was really feeling for was, oh, yeah, then Jen's journey was kind of like mm. the last thought <laughs> of, of the journey that she had. I mean, were you guys personally, as, as, let me clarify again, I think Tatiana Maslany, one of the best castings Marvel has ever done. Yeah, the scene, especially with her human with Kevin. She, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. But, yeah, do you feel the... Um, the emotional character arc was truly there. honestly i feel like the closure was gotten before this episode so this so became really, yeah, so this became real, a day that's the real answer right you know there, what I mean, yeah. like i feel like i'm like i know what her arc was i felt that closure this was like a denouement of of spectacle yeah in mm. a new way while acknowledging that's it wasn't the spectacle very solid yeah so very, i very i think we got the experience and then this gave us the by the way it's a she-hulk show yeah so it worked. It's still not like in my top 
watch the episode. It's uh, when we listen, <laughs> but like there are reasons it doesn't quite work as well as other things. But this is the only medium and only way they could have done this, and I respect true. that. True, true. And she does accept that she is. It's like yeah, we saw we knew that we knew the obvious trajectory again going with the meta ness and the awareness that we knew the trajectory would be like she would accept that both Jen and She Hulk, and then early on in this episode she's like, oh yeah. I do want She-Hulk. <laughs> like and that's what we needed? Guy. I'm like, yeah, we, we knew it was going there. And <laughs> I didn't really well. like intelligentsia and stuff that I was like, I don't even think of those characters. Like, my brain never comprehended it. And I was like, why would they go that way? And then this being, like, dismissive they, of it. It turned into just a, it's and exactly I, and I what the that. message boards were. Yeah, it's they like, just have oh, a bunch of... exactly what the message boards were. A bunch of guys that say cringe and L a lot in a room. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, they did that really well. <laughs> and even if it was a man, I would still have the same feeling. <laughs> oh, so this must have been a fun episode to write. I cannot imagine, like, all the throwaway dialogue they got to just toss around in that room. That was a hilarious ass line. <laughs> I've, yeah. said, I've definitely said that before, though, about certain characters. I feel like I have to if I criticize some characters. Sometimes I'm like, Whoa. guys, freak, freak, come at me. I would still say this. But, it, I, but I didn't say that about Jane. I thought she was great. It becomes a meme trope, you know. It, 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 all phrases like that start out earnestly enough. <laughs> it's like in the context of how you use that phrase. Yeah. Which is the beauty of, of even <laughs> yeah. the writer's room stuff, right? Like, they, they were able to... Bring awareness to not just the other side of cringe culture, but the writing culture. And the, the, the fourth wall break, I thought, was just so masterfully done because it kept finding new walls, right? Like, so first you got her acknowledging the Disney Plus of it all, then literally kicking through things. And then she stays aware, so that answers the who she'd been talking to the whole thing. And that's what's going to be interesting for me is, like, where we go forward with her. Like, how much is she going to be aware? Like, how omnipresent yeah. is Jen Walters? And how much can her awareness affect, affect whatever property? Like, if she steps into... The Avengers movie, you know. I don't want like, Cusco to pause the movie. You know what I mean? Like I don't want, I don't want that action. Solid pull there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Emperor's New Groove. Slept on. Uh, Disneyland gets some Emperor's New Groove merch. Uh, I'd buy it. Because uh, yeah, that that is a really great question. And but we got to talk about that opening as well. That opening was oh, genius. Mwah. I love how they did the tie. That's and that also ties the ending. Exactly. A 70s opening, and then you've got bookends. Yeah. I didn't even put that together until right now. Yeah, it's a perfect bookend. Um, because. Yeah, stepping into the mind of Jen Walters. But I remember being a kid and not fully understanding the buildup of frustration. But when, when David Banner um, <laughs> starts flip turning into the Hulk after unsuccessfully he's able to change his tire. Yes. <laughs> so it always made me laugh. It's like so good. That was the turning point for the guys I didn't comprehend. Like, there's been a buildup of, of shit happening. I was like, oh, that's what did it for him? does not like tires. Really specifically anti-tire. guy. And really gets turned him. into a monster. I'll never forget that. And they Greg even put learns she, emotion. And they even put She-Hulk in, in like actual physical makeup at oh, one point. so good. And her just like yelling at the car that shot was genius I, I wonder if that's the onset reference because they always credit the onset reference actress for that yeah for i wonder if that's her with some extra yeah some extra uh padding and some that green was paint and also and i said it earlier but i think the balance of effectively four scar being five hulks in this they did a lot of really good work uh making them look good and different yeah like the the skin looked great this episode, even in the light. Oh no, man! Also it, that it, joke too. They put even them in the daylight. talked about the VFX. The <laughs> Not only get a daylight <laughs> joke and a Black Panther joke, like. Well, and I was like, I wonder how the VFX artists feel about this. I, I can only imagine them sitting there going, "Huh, <laughs> 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 well, we are so tired." <laughs> well, I imagine that there was a bit of. There's got to be a tad bit of a catharsis within the joke there. And we've heard things are improving. Because like, yeah, when she's even, when even Kevin says, like, they've moved on to other things already, so you've got to change back to normal. We hear the talking drum. Like, you know, I, 
it's kind of letting the audience know that there's sometimes these business decisions that are made, which I really do appreciate. We're going from this to Wakanda forever. What a, that's like probably <laughs> the weirdest. That might be the weirdest tonal shift in the MCU history. Yeah, I guess the question is, is like, did it? What will the effects of this have? Would it would it have gone too meta? Well, season two is all a dream sequence. <laughs> yeah. yeah, confirmed. <laughs> I'm I'm really curious what the internet does. Uh, I mean, obviously the internet's been exhausting with this whole show, but I'm really curious. Like, it is polarizing to do a meta self awareness thing to this level. But no that one, is also the kind. No one talks to Kevin. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but Kevin talks, Kevin, Kevin talks to everybody. Kevin loves everybody. Kevin talks to everybody. That's the difference with the real life, Kevin. Kevin Feige, you're great. We appreciate you. <laughs> And your omnipresence. People are always talking about Kevin Feige, <laughs> like the talking, nicest like, guy. I'm just kind of talking with everyone all the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I loved it. I, I want to rewatch this episode. I, I feel like these last two episodes did stuff that was truly special. And mm-hmm. even though I think the Daredevil episode is a better narrative story, that's overall, why when you ask me, I'm like, yeah, like I like meta, but I also like contained story. Like this mm-hmm. is probably the most personally affecting. But I, I love what they were able to do by bringing in Daredevil. So a like, thousand percent, yeah, because. I think that, you know, like, while that Daredevil episode, of course, is so special and near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. This is what, this episode is what made She-Hulk, the show, incredibly special. And mm-hmm. and it was able to retroactively make me appreciate a lot of the choices I wasn't enjoying. And, like, down to the details of, like, knowing certain Marvel references that only diehards would get versus the casual jokes versus all those, like, yeah. little things. Like, and also, I can't even imagine writing this and knowing that you're reading all this trolling yeah. leading up to, like, what's to come. Or, like, you know, Kevin Feige shepherding all this forward and then knowing that there's going to be a, a Kevin that is referenced in this way and they're writing around this. And, like, what was that approval of that script like? What was Kevin Feige reading the Kevin dialogue and, like... Because he's so invested. Like, when, when I introduced you guys me. to him in Spider-Man, like, he's so, fa- like, what are the reactions? What's the experience? How are you guys yeah. enjoying? Like, he cares about this so much. No, yeah, it, uh, that was the first thing I thought of was, like, what I would love to hear an interview with him about this deep dive. <laughs> because right, because it's such a unique, that's like, the, he's the only producer that has this happened yeah, yeah and it also felt like there was a, a, a sort of legitimate um uh, like not danger but you know like it, if you're being meta from within your own house there are surely things that you cannot say Don't that people will be thinking <laughs> uh that's when i developed my drinking problem <laughs> but uh yeah like it still felt um for lack of a better word you know like his kind of flirting with the line and kind of dangerous in where they were going with those meta things and so like hats off like you can always go further you can always skewer harder but i was like oh, hats off to you know at least going as far as you did and i would love to know what the approval process for that was like <laughs> and i loved the matrix of it all like i felt like the architect, and the like architect the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i almost i almost threw that out there but i was so wrapped so phase seven will be the after multiverse saga. It's going to be the the metaverse saga. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Just the, De- De- Facebook, Deadpool, Disney, Shield. <laughs> just just take it over. Facebook, Disney is the last monopoly. <laughs> yeah. It's Dead. the metaverse. Dead Hulk. She pool. Kevin Feige should Hulk be in pool. Here. Dead Hulk. Um, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, what did you think about this? Man, that was, that was wild. That was freaking wild. Um. I can't wait to see. Because like, I was telling you before you showed up, I was like, "Look, man, I, I there are people who apparently they, they've read some leaks, and I was like, I haven't, I haven't read them. Um, I would have guessed some things, 
on camera to make myself seem smart. Like, <laughs> she even has a break to the floor. Also, <laughs> if I had heard anything, I'd be like, they're not going to go that far. I'm, I like, yeah. I wouldn't believe this leak. I'm very, yeah. I was like, I heard the leaks are crazy, so we got to make sure to, uh, I was like telling you, like, Coy, like, maybe we went to film something afterwards or something. Yeah, like and that. I got here early and like stayed off my phone. I was yeah. like, I don't want to yeah. see anything on the journey. Yeah, I have friends who read they're like, these leaks are true. This is crazy. And I, I was like, okay. So what? Like she like Red Hulk. That's why I was like, is Red, Red Hulk gonna show up? Is that what's gonna happen? That, that's where my mind was going. Of like, what characters could show up that would make this a crazy finale? When you said crazy, I was like, mm, Deadpool. Like I, yeah, I'm always I like, like, whenever like, this was crazy, like fourth wall break. Yeah, Deadpool. That's, that's how you safeguard yourself from leaks. Just make yes. them, make the reality sound way too outlandish to be true. But then, uh, man, that was I. I ne- my mind never ventured to go that wild. I was like, this is beyond. Whatever people told delivery. me, yeah. they delivered like describing that story is not as good as what they showed, and that's yes. so. Uh, last bit, sorry, last rant. The, yeah, the I thing, gotta edit. the thing I was talking. <laughs> okay, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> no, no, go for no, it. The, Do the rant. The thing I always talk about with these things is the MCU is different from the comics, right? I always use Civil War as an example, and like the way you keep these things fresh is you have it evolve from the medium for the medium. So what worked in Civil War, the comic doesn't necessarily work in Civil War. The movie. What's great about this Shield episode is this showed us why these things should be on Disney Plus versus in the theater. I've been saying, like, I'd rather have things in the movie theater. I've been saying I'd rather have these experiences. This just showed me the benefit of the medium of watching something at home in a way that I never would have expected with the only character that made that work. Right. So this is so unique to Disney Plus to me, and it just warmed my heart that you could even prove me completely wrong. I'm so happy this lives here. And it's really sold that moment where you cut back the to the menu. I could feel the tension in the room <laughs> when you go back to the Disney Plus menu. It's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be so hard to resync the I, footage. I could feel it from <laughs> here. I was like, I oh, no. I, no, I heard Greg's going to mess up the watch along. <laughs> yeah. We finally did a watch along for everybody, and you can't sync it up. Yeah, I, was, I was really like, very convincing. oh, God, this is going to be so stressful. <laughs> so as much as I would love to, as much as this is the episode, I'm like, I wish I could see this on a big screen with some of that scope change i'm like this is also like really which, well suited which, to its medium yeah i mean you wouldn't exactly because of the scope change that's the main reason why but um that kick that first kick i i can't wait to watch us go and then see her like yeah. swing through because that's that's something that can only happen here and then we're watching us watch a fourth wall break 16 walls guys what did you think about this episode uh leave your thoughts down below subscribe click that bell leave a like uh let's see who the lucky patron <laughs> Fox, you are the She-Hulk of this channel. You are a badass. You are a virtuous human being. And if there's anybody I would love to see break our fourth wall and change some things around, maybe for the better, I think it would be you. You got good judgment. You got good taste. You're somebody who I feel like is supportive but stern. You would take us in the right direction. It would be madcap, but it would be beautiful, my dear. And I hope you're doing well out there. Stay beautiful, stay sexy, and we'll talk to you soon. Much love. I value you to the list. You have now been shouted out. Congratulations, Fox. You just got the finale. <laughs> Be happy. <laughs>
From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.